Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NBA Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Mosier, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kenny McGraw. Kenny, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Except for finals, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's about that time of year. Mm-hmm. Struggle bus. Yeah. There's plenty of people on it, but you just got to push through. Fair enough. And that's why we do this. We do this so we can get away from all the final stuff and just, just talk hoops. Yeah. All right. You ready to just jump in? Absolutely. All right. Let's 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 talk about the Thunder. They've actually kind of turned it around. They have. They're on a three-game win streak. One was an impressive win. One was kind of a not-so-impressive win because it was against a, the Spurs bench, basically. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they lo- they even lost probably their second-best bench player in that game. Mm-hmm. But, um, a win's a win. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. It shows for itself. That's what I said. My friends were all freaking out. I was like, hey, at the end of the day, we had a W. Right. That's all you can really ask for. So you want to talk about that? Uh, what they've kind of done to spark this win streak? I think it's more chemistry, as we talked last week. Um, Anthony has kind of taken a step back, uh, as we wanted him to, because he's kind of shooting the ball too much. He's not rebounding, or he Mm -hmm. wasn't rebounding, and now he's starting to rebound, starting to find his role. He's not the guy like he was in New York. He's not the guy like he was in Denver. He's he's letting George and Westbrook kind of take the lead. He's kind of taking the the veteran step back, kind of leading them toward it. He's still producing, but he's not trying to do too much. He's not trying to do too little. Right. He's, I, I, and I think it's starting to gel really well right now. Yeah. That being said, uh, I never thought they should have been trailing the Jazz by as much as they did. <laughs> yeah. But then again, uh, wins a win like we said last time. They got the win, and Donovan Mitchell is crazy. Oh, my gosh. So fun to watch. Yeah. And he's not my pick yet for Rookie of the Year, but he's jumping the gun right now. He's like uh, Dar- Dario Sarge last year, how he's he's a good dark horse, and he yeah. still has room to grow. I don't even know. He's a, I don't even know how old he is. but I think he's like 19 or 20. Exactly, and yeah. he has so much room to grow. So props to the Jazz and props to the Thunder for coming back uh, in, that, in that second half as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you said about Anthony. He's taken a step back like he should, and that's really opened up the game for a lot of other people. Sure. Like Steven Adams, he scored 70 points in these last yeah, two games. right. He had uh, 20, a career-high 27 against Minnesota, perfect from the floor, 11 of 11, 5 of 5 from the free-throw line. And then against that Spurs team, 19 points on 8 of 13 shooting and 10 rebounds, a double-double. That's kind of what you want to see. You don't want to just see, like, Melo and George and Russ take turns going at mm-hmm. these guys. They're making opportunities for other guys. And I've kind of right. noticed, like, they're letting George make plays, like, Sure, like he's he's not staying on the perimeter anymore. Now he's starting to drive yeah. and find his old uh, the the old ways he would yeah. do. Yeah, I mean he's kind of really. I think he has helped Stephen Adams the most because I always watch him. Paul George will make a drive to the basket. And he throws some nice passes yeah. to Stephen Adams. They have some kind of chemistry going early, and I'm I'm really liking to watch that. And like you said, I really don't think we should have been down that much to the Jazz. Like the Jazz no. are good, and they're a good defensive team. The game before this, they beat the Wizards like. 116 to 69 or something like that. Like they mm-hmm. obliterated the Wizards without John Wall, but still. But um, yeah, they did a good job fighting back. I think that they were quality. Like these last three games have been quality wins, especially because mm-hmm. we haven't been able to beat these teams. We blew a 20 point lead to San Antonio. We've lost to Minnesota sure. twice, and we lost to the Jazz in Utah. And that was a bad game early on in the season. So I think we're kind of starting to see more of what the Thunder are going to be as opposed to what they've been. And though we're getting wins right now, like you said, it was against the Spurs bench, basically. Yeah. And then we played the Jazz. Uh, not really uh, as good as we could. So even though they're winning, they there's still room to grow. Like, don't, like, go super high on the Thunder right now. I'm not trying to, like, offend yeah. or anything. I'm just saying, you know... 
we'll, we'll, they're starting to gel together, but if they lose or something, don't like jump the gun and say they should fire Donovan Mitchell or, or Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan again, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, I agree. I've seen too many people calling for Billy Donovan's job and like while yeah. we've been struggling, and I think that's ridiculous. No, that's one of my pet peeves is when people want to fire a coach in the middle of the season, especially with a roster like we have. Of course, but uh, yeah, you want to move on to something that's not really on the court basketball, but kind of off the court basketball. Uh, not particularly, but <laughs> but uh, I I think I know where where you're going. Okay, too, right? right? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Lavar pulled his son out of UCLA. Yeah. I think that's so bad. I feel so bad for that kid because he's not going to be a great NBA player if he even no. makes it into the NBA. UCLA is like, I don't. I mean, if I was UCLA, I wouldn't want him there either. It's right. nothing against Leangelo. It's just His they dad. and they have. They're trying to build a like well thought out pro. They've had a great mm-hmm. program over the years, yeah. and I think they the reason why they pulled him. And I don't think UCLA should like complain for them pulling him. I mean, sure, maybe. He gets them like money, like revenue from like seating, and like yeah. it brings in the seats. But it also brings in unwanted media attention and stuff like that too. Yeah. So I agree, but I just feel I feel so bad for Leangelo or yeah, Leangelo because yeah, he need he needed that education. He was gonna get yeah. a good education for sure. free that he could use later on in life, and he was gonna get experience. And he needs it too, as like we saw him do in China and stuff like that. Yeah. He needs to be like he needs to learn to be able yeah. to grow up without his dad, kind of sure become his own person. And now I f- I feel like he really got robbed of that. I agree. And, like that, it actually like it breaks my heart because like he needs that for the future. I, like in five or six years, when he's probably not playing basketball anymore, mm-hmm. what's he gonna do? It's basically like Lamelo also, because Lamelo's not even in Chino Hills anymore. Yeah. He's homeschooled yeah he's homeschooled and, and he's probably not actually being homeschooled which is yeah. and if he doesn't play overseas or the NBA yeah he's gonna have to go back to school and he won't be as like because when people go back to school after you know years they yeah. they don't they struggle and th- this isn't even a basketball issue like yeah. how good is he gonna be in the NBA or basketball this is more just a life issue and like how are they gonna succeed in the future and LeVar Ball's just not a good father yeah. figure like for the longest time, everyone was talking about how he set up his kids to succeed. He got them the scholarships to UCLA. Right. But now he's basically taken that away from them. And, I mean, the young, LaMelo probably isn't going to be NCAA eligible. No. Because of the shoe deal. So he already mm-hmm. messed that up last year. And now we're probably going to see him go overseas, probably to China or something. And they're probably going to hope to, like, build their big baller brand overseas so they can make that last. Because, honestly, that's the only way these kids are going to be able to make money in the near future. LaMelo, probably, he might be able to be an NBA player, but for that he would probably have to go overseas and play for a number of years before scouts are really willing to look at him if he's not going to go play college. Like, he's not going to be able to just go overseas for a year and then get drafted. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I just wanted to touch on that really quickly because it just makes me no, so no, no, upset. No, no, that's right. And, like, I, I, I don't mind talking about LeVar Ball and stuff like yeah. that, but, I mean, it makes me, like, it makes me upset every time I talk about it just because I feel so bad for his kids. Yeah, same. And it just, it like, it aggravates me a lot just same. to know, like, why would you do that? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, you want, Okay, <laughs> it's another LeVar Ball topic. No, but yeah, sure. It's about the Lakers' new media rule yep. that they have for after games. People are calling it the LeVar Ball rule. Mm-hmm. Basically reporters aren't allowed to interview guests of the team after a game because mm-hmm. I mean we've been seeing 
LeVar Ball get interviews on SportsCenter and stuff after right. games. And personally, I'm I'm really excited about this rule because I'm tired of seeing LeVar Ball getting interviewed on TV. I mm. want to see what the players have to say about the game. They're the ones that actually play that kind of thing. And, I mean, SportsCenter and ESPN Fox, all these other places, they just need to – I think they need to cut it out because – People always talk about, like, they don't want people to get political on ESPN and all that because they want to watch sports. Well, it's yeah. kind of the same thing. I don't want to watch someone's dad talk. I want to watch someone that plays talk about well, it. Well, people, the reason why ESPN Fox Sports, all these news stations do this is because people like to see ignorant people on yeah. television. Uh, it makes them feel good about themselves, and also it's just entertainment. It's fun to watch. Yeah. That's why, pe- that's why people do it. Yeah. Do I agree with it? No, but, I mean, if it gets views in for their station and, like, you know, big baller brand. It's more like a meme sometimes than yeah. an actual thing, but like, you know, it, it gets them views. Yeah, that's, I, that, I agree. That's my stance on it. Um, but I am very happy that the the Lakers uh, organization did that media role. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. Back to basketball for the rest of the podcast. No more Levar Ball. Hopefully, yeah, we're good. We're good. Hopefully for a long time. Devin Booker. Have you been watching him recently? I have. Thirty. He's been yep. so good. Mm-hmm. Thirty-eight, forty-six, and last night he got or it was I think it was last night he got nineteen, but he was injured. He got mm-hmm. injured in that game. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's so good. He's he's playing like an all-star on like a terrible Suns team. And I never expected like I expected Booker to be like a shooter, but I never expected him to be the guy yeah. whenever he first got drafted. Yes, yeah, which is why he fell uh, a couple spots down from the top three, top four picks. Yeah, I mean he was like he was barely a lottery pick. Yeah, right. He was like. 13, I think. Because he played for Duke, but all he did on, on Duke is shoot. I think he played for Kentucky, did Or I thought he played for Duke. I thought he was on that Kentucky team. Either way. Yeah. He, he shot a lot of threes. He was a good shooter. People compared him to, like, Clay Thompson. And I'm starting to wonder if this is what Clay Thompson could be like if he had his own team. Because, I mean, a year ago, we saw Clay Thompson sure. drop 60 yeah. in 29 minutes. You're right. He, he did play for Kentucky. He did? Right. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I thought he was on the same mm-hmm. team as. Cat, they're both blue. Yeah, <laughs> both. They're both. They're both in the national championships every other fair. year. So very yeah. fair. Um, but I mean, he's been he's he's been in the league for three years. Right. But he puts up numbers. Last year he scored seventy in Boston. That was a loss though. But this year in Boston he went in and dropped uh, thirty eight. He dropped forty six and beat a pretty good Philadelphia Sixers. Yeah. Like by himself. He basically beat them by and I, himself. And I know you said like the Suns are a, ter- a, a terrible like they have a terrible team, and I'm glad that you said that. And they didn't you didn't say they're a horrible like franchise organization. Yeah. Because they the Phoenix has always been offensive minded. They have really right. they've always had great coaches to teach offense. Yeah. And I feel like Devin Booker did really thrive and grow in Phoenix uh, on his offensive capabilities. I think so um, too, especially being. But like you said, also the guy. team is yeah because he's being the guy right now, but also. You know, you, you don't want to waste his career. Yeah. Also in Phoenix, uh, he's just kind of grew up in the wrong part of Phoenix. Like I could totally see him on the Mike D'Antoni's offense. He no. would th- if he was with D'Antoni. Yeah. If right he was, now, with, like, if he was on that Steve Nash team, mm-hmm. well, you could probably still put Steve Nash on this team, and he'd be <laughs> like the yeah. third best player. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean Devin Booker playing at All Star level probably won't get it just because it's in the West. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch, and I think he should be, like, people will start hearing about him more and more. Obviously, we yeah. watch the NBA, yeah. so we know these kind of guys, but... He's he, not he's not a household name. Yeah, yet. that's what I'm saying. Like, in the future, if he continues to play like this, he could be, like, or if he finds Curry, a, Durant, LeBron. Or if he gets uh, finds a team with a bigger yes. market and uh, gets more publicity, yeah. he might get more. Or even just a better team. Like, yeah, right. 
Could you imagine him like on the OKC Thunder? If you not right now with all the guards and forwards that they have. I'm just saying instead of Roberson, you put in Booker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whenever, because we were gonna draft him that year, mm-hmm. but we missed out on him. Yeah, right. So you can put him on there, even like uh, with, with his rookie contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the rookie contract. <laughs> they, I don't think they can afford him right now. No, we could but yeah. not. Mm-hmm. But um, trying to think of other teams he would fit on. Legitimately, I can think of. Not to be biased again, mm-hmm. Indiana. Yeah, uh, I could see him uh, the Oladipo Booker combo instead of uh, Bogdanovich because I don't think Bogdanovich really fits with Indiana's scheme because they're kind of a run first team and Bogdanovich yeah. is a spot up. So I think they could find. Uh, I think Oladipo and Booker would be very, yes. very fun to watch because Oladipo is like a two way. He can spot up and shoot, or he can drive and kick it out to Booker, and yeah. they're both really like high volume scores. Yeah. And Indiana people thought they'd be rebuilding, which they're technically still rebuilding, but they can compete. And Booker could be that missing piece to them, like getting in the top yeah. like East teams. Yeah. As for the West, I could also see him with Rodney Hood and the Jazz being uh, that yeah. that Gordon Hayward re- replacement for yeah. them at small forward. Yeah, I could see that. Um, even like I could see him in Miami. Gordon Dragic yeah, and uh, yeah. Devin Booker. Oh, of course, you'd have to sit Deion Waiters, which is blasphemy. Or you could have Waiters, um, Booker, and Winslow could play the sixth man instead. Yeah, of that's true, actually. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Devin Booker, watch out for him. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you love the NBA as much as we do. Right on. But to see you guys for listening, by yeah. the way. Um, you want to talk about the Warriors? Because we called this. Yeah. Uh-huh. We called this, we called this fr- four and three. Exactly Wednesday it was four and three yep. on our podcast we, we we were saying I think you asked me if like this is gonna happen I was like no they're 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 the same team they're yeah. gonna well I was a little wrong I said twenty eight and five they're, they're nineteen and, and six. nineteen and six I'll count it though that's but, um, pretty close yeah uh, Steph Curry did go down with an ankle injury yeah at the Monday yeah against the Pelicans at the end of the game and. You know, the same thing happened deja vu last year when KD uh, yes. injured his ankle, I believe. I think it was his knee. Knee. Or, yeah, it, was, it was something. It was it his leg. Was, yeah, it was his leg. And they did just fine. However, I think this is different. It is more crucial than Kevin Durant. Because I agree. Curry is that guy. Yeah. Like, he is that team. Yeah. And he gelled the team together. And, you know... The mo- I, f- I find him and Draymond Green being the most important to, to that team, and yeah. that might that might sound blasphemous no. for not saying Clay Thompson, but what Draymond has that those other guys don't is he's kind of like the emotion. He's the igniter to like their t- he's their identity. Yeah. Because of the great like I don't like Draymond Green personally. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's their he's. No, I agree. He rebounds. He can play the five. He's basically like when you think Warriors, you think of those four guys. But whenever you play them, like you'd be scared of like facing Draymond Green and getting under his skin and stuff like that. I agree. And yeah. without Curry, you know they have Stevens or Livingston as their backup. He's ejected, or he's uh, not ejected. He got ejected. He's suspended. Yeah. So who's who's going to be their point guard if not yeah. for a little bit? And. I don't really yeah, know they, if they can hold. They lost Ian Clark to free agency. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to struggle, but, like, I, they might struggle They a have bit. to find themselves, and, yeah. again, I think we're going to see who's more important, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. Because sure. last year they lost KD, like you said, and they but they ripped him. off, like, 20 wins mm-hmm. without him. And he's out for two weeks. We'll see what happens. He might 
be out for longer than that. We'll have to. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's it, it just happened, so we'll have to see. But uh, I feel like this Curry injury is a lot more important, crucial than the yeah. Katie injury. But then again, they'll they might fi- find a way just because their chemistry is so strong. Yeah, I I agree with that. And another thing that's going to be a struggle for this team is in a couple years when Clay Thompson's up on contract, Draymond Green's going to be up for a contract. They're already paying a ton in luxury tax this year. I saw on ESPN today they're paying like yeah. almost a billion dollars or something with the salaries and the luxury tax. So, I mean, do you think they're going to be able to keep this team together? or I definitely think they're going to keep it. Just Who do you think is going to take the pay cut? I think Draymond would take a pay cut, and I don't know. Clay Thompson, though, does kind of alarm me because I feel yeah. like he might pull a Kyrie also. But I think it's different. Because LeBron on the Cavs is wants to be that guy, and like tried to make make Kyrie his little brother, and mm-hmm. I think that took Kyrie off the edge. However, with a, this Warriors team, like nobody likes them, but you gotta they have, they have you gotta respect the hell out of them right now because I feel like they could do what the Spurs did and just yeah. all take pay cuts and keep this going because. The sky's the limit for them still. They're all in their prime. Some of them aren't even in their prime yet. Yeah. And if we'll find out if they really want to play to win or play for money. And in my opinion, I don't. I, I see them all staying together. Yeah, I, I to agree. To take the pay cut. And I think it'd be Draymond just because he's the teammate guy. Yeah. And he's not a, he doesn't blow up the stats or anything. Yeah. I mean, if they keep the big four together, though, how many bench guys do you think they're going to lose? Because even if... They take pay cuts. They're probably not going to be able to keep everybody sure. on those kind of pay cuts. I mean, they're going to miss the guys like the David Wests, the JaVale McGees. And West just might retire yeah, and all that, too. I think they'd lose David West yeah. to retirement before free agency, but they might yeah. lose JaVale McGee to free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, Iggy. They almost lost to Andre Iguodala this year to really? the Spurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, they could lose Sean Livingston. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think they can keep the big four together. It'll just be interesting who they put around those four guys. Mm-hmm. But only time will tell, really. So uh, we're about a quarter of the way through the season, and um, I thought it'd be fun to check up on who's your MVP. Uh, another generic answer, but I, it's LeBron in my Thank opinion, you. man. Okay. It's LeBron. Thank you. I think he's putting up. He's Pro- doing so much. He, he's, he's he's proving everybody wrong that Kyrie won that that series for them. Sure, he hit the game winning shot, but LeBron, I still think he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, and he's having probably his best year of his career right now. Be, mostly, most in part because of his age, but most in part also because he's doing everything once again for them. Like yeah. he's always in the talk. But I feel like this year could be his year. I think it's again. about time he wins it again. Because, yeah. I mean, he let's see. Westbrook won it. Curry won it twice. Durant. Kevin Durant won it. It's been four years since LeBron's won an MVP. Yeah. And he's been playing out of his mind. And he's for doing the same thing years. every year, too. Yeah. I was about to say, he hasn't really dipped in his quality of play whatsoever. People just have kind of hot years and yeah. low years and stuff like that. I could also see James, like, LeBron's my MVP, too. I just want to say that first. But yeah, I could see yeah. James Harden winning it just because he's gotten second place And so he's overdue for it again like that, too. I, yes. I agree. Like, James Harden deserves an MVP. He deserves it, but right statistically and not even statistically. Just what they do for the team. Yeah, because even though Harden's averaging more points, LeBron's averaging everything else more statistically compared to Harden. Yeah, I agree. But 
I can see it going either way. I don't see it being I, anybody else. Yeah, honestly, I, I I agree as well. Like Giannis for a while was in the conversation, but yeah, but the Bucks have kind of fallen off. They're sure, not sure. winning as much, and he, I don't know, LeBron or Giannis is still being amazing and doing freaky stuff. But I I agree with you. It's either it's either LeBron or Harden at this point, and honestly, I think those are the two that are going to be in the conversation all year. You're not. It's just really a fun season. People. We've it had really a different is. MVP candidate every single time so far. Yeah. So I can't wait till uh, Kawhi Leonard comes back because I'll yeah. throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Did you see he's finally starting to shoot? No, I, yeah. I haven't heard anything about Kyrie. I saw that Kawhi. <laughs> I saw that today. He's actually like participating and stuff. He should be back probably within a week, I think. But let's move on to some other stuff. This is kind of just stuff that went on during the NBA mm-hmm. this week. Bradley Beal dropped a career high fifty-one against the Blazers after their terrible loss. To the Jazz, like I mentioned earlier, one sixteen to sixty nine. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he didn't have a good game on uh, the night before, and then he comes back and just drops fifty one. Yeah. Uh, it just goes to show that anybody can do anything any given yeah. night. Which Bradley Bills, I still feels underrated. He's I always he's always been underrated. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's doing like a lot without John Wall. Like, and he was shooting the light. Like he would take really not like. Not Qu- shots. quality shots and yeah. they went in. Yeah, like he, he did a heat check where he just caught the ball like almost till ha- half court and just chunked it up and went in. Yeah, and with that like the Blazers couldn't really do anything. It's just his night. And, yeah, and yeah. sometimes that happens. Some guy gets yeah, right. crazy hot and you just can't stop him. Mm-hmm. Now will he continue to do this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he'll drop fifty one again. But no, I but think he's gonna put up big numbers while John Wall's gone. Mm-hmm. Just because like it's on him basically. Him and Otto. And Porter. I feel like this is gonna help him grow as a player also because he's I still so young. Too. He's still young. And having these kind of nights and then with the injuries being out, like how Paul George was with Danny Granger right. as well as other players too, they're gonna you know, they're gonna find their place in the league and then maybe whenever they have to move on from their team or if the other player moves on from their team, they can like they can like grow on themselves and then start scoring. Yeah, I agree with that. Start scoring, passing, all that stuff. I mean, John Wall, I think he's out for another week or two or something like that, so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what Bradley Beal can just do while he's gone in that time. And another thing I thought was just crazy, he scored 51 by himself, but the game before his team scored 69. (laughs) He almost outscored his team. Mm -hmm. That's insane to have just that kind of a bounce back night. Um, You talked about this earlier a little bit. But it's the next topic, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to repeat yourself. Is this LeBron James's best season of his career? It's, it, I, I feel so. I feel, uh, 07, whenever he basically led his team to the finals by yeah. himself, it was one of his best years. But like I said, with his age and the consistency every year, yeah, I mean, it's just so damn impressive how he yeah. keeps doing this every single year. And then this year he's just kind of jumping up again. Like, I don't know if he's reached his potential, and I don't know if he keeps like going because he's not yeah. slacking at all. Right. He just sometimes he has help from people. Sometimes he has to do it on his own. Right. So I don't know when he's going to even retire. The only other season I could say where he was possibly better than this is, um, I think it was 2012, 2013. With uh, whenever they played the Thunder. In the finals, or the year after that, the the year they played the Spurs, th- uh, thirteen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because he was a, he was a better defender back then, mm-hmm. like, and who knows what would have happened if he stayed in Cleveland those years, and then because yeah. if he and Wade were sharing twenty eight points a night, 
Imagine what are you gonna that do? was his prime. Yeah. And imagine how good he could have been on his In own. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been scary. But either way, um, I'm going to talk about, you want to talk about some trades that could or could not be happening? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so DeAndre Jordan and the Clippers, like the whole situation's weird. Everyone's injured. They're not mm-hmm. doing well. They're, they should honestly just like pull the plug and tank <laughs> and... I agree. Yeah, I'm wondering like what they do with DeAndre Jordan. Do you think they trade DeAndre Jordan for something? Maybe not in the season, but probably in the off season. I could see them trading him like maybe to Cleveland or something for that Brooklyn pick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or uh, just so somewhere for a pick. Would he play behind Tristan Thompson in that scenario, or would he start in front of him? And they would probably would they bench Kevin Love? Cleveland would probably have to like dump Tristan Thompson's contract. Oh, like you're saying that they could trade the pick and Thompson for yeah, and the Clippers would throw in something else like Lou Williams okay. or yeah, Austin Lou Williams or has to go too. I yeah, because I think Lou, Lou Williams is involved in every trade ever. Yeah, he gets traded so much. Well, he just finds really bad spots. Like I mean, last season alone, he was traded from the Lakers to the Rockets, and then mm-hmm. almost immediately traded from the Rockets to the Clippers for Chris Paul. He should have stayed in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He should have when he where he won six. He only stayed year. one year yeah. in Toronto, and he was a fan favorite, and everybody loved him. So he was good in Toronto. I mean, sh- shout out to Lou Williams. We're yeah. sorry that uh, you keep having to move. Yeah. And um, so, do you you don't think DeAndre Jordan's going to be moved this season, but possibly in the off season? I wouldn't doubt it, but yeah. I I see it being more in an off season thing because like I I see them trying to rebuild off season going fresh once this yeah. season whatever I feel like they'll I agree they might d- dump him for a pick or they might trade him right before like the draft as the Celtics did yeah yeah um and the, the Clippers are just stuck with Blake Griffin and that terrible contract yeah he gets injured all the time. He's on a big deal. I never thought it was a good idea. I thought oh, I thought they should have like let him walk. I thought Griffin was going to go to Oklahoma Phoenix. City. I thought I was hoping he didn't come here. Mm-hmm. Like I know everyone wanted him well, to come back. I was just I, I didn't know it was before George got traded. And it was before yeah. Anthony, all I thought I thought it was going to be Westbrook and Griffin because like, yeah. he'd be a hometown hero and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm just glad that didn't happen. I would have. Uh, yes. No, it wouldn't have worked out. No. I, yeah. This isn't really well. It's kind of working out. We'll see you later. But um. I thought Blake was going to go to Phoenix, and I was kind of actually excited for that. Devin Booker and Blake Griffin, that would have been yeah. like Lob City 2.0, kind of. Just because, I mean, Devin Booker's not near the passer that Chris Paul is, or ever, and Devin Booker never will be, but I'm pretty sure he could throw lobs to Blake, and that would have just been a fun duo to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to kind of throw another trade at you and see what you think. It's kind of it's sticking with the Brooklyn pick, because I think that's the most intriguing piece that could be moved. Um Mark Gasol for the Brooklyn Ooh, pick. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. What do you think of that? It's it's probably Tristan Thompson, the Brooklyn pick, and Mark Gasol and, like, Tyreek Evans or something. I think Mark Gasol would be perfect in Cleveland. Yes. Just because I feel like all those guys would get along yeah. really well. And I mean, he can space the floor. He can shoot like LeBron wants. Mm-hmm. He's a capable defender. He's a pretty good defender. He's a decent passer, too. I mean, Marcus Saul in Cleveland would be deadly. Yeah. But would Memphis just get up a draft pick for Marcus Saul? Would they want some pieces like Shumpert or some other yeah. like places to load off of? Um, I mean, I could take him. I could see them taking Shumpert. Mm-hmm. 
or and Shumpert and like Tristan Thompson or Channing Frye even, something like that. I feel like they'd they'd want a little more than just a pick though, just in case. But yeah, no, yeah. I I totally agree. They'd have to get a player. Seen Marc Gasol and LeBron, I've never thought of that. And yeah. Seen Gasol and LeBron playing together, I feel like they'd be like that best would be of nice. Friends. Yeah. And another place I could also see Marcus Gasol going, and I think of Marcus Gasol, this next one, I think that makes them a contender. They're not really right now, but I think if Marcus Gasol goes to that team today, they are a contender this season, and that's the Boston Celtics. For uh, Al Horford. Okay, for Al Horford, I can yeah. understand, but I mean, Al Horford's really not that bad, though. No, I he's like good. Okay. I just think Marcus Gasol's better. And yeah, I, better I, I, I agree with that, too. I don't know, like, I feel like they come one and the same, though. Like, I don't know. That's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. I don't see it happening, though, because Horford's got a really good, like, reputation with the team in Boston. Yeah. Well, I think Thomas did, too. (laughs) (laughs) That don't mean anything in Boston. Okay, you're right. Um, I can see Cleveland going more than uh, Gasol to Boston. Yeah, I could see that, like, I'm really interested. I kind of hope that happens. Mm-hmm. I hope that Cleveland Cleveland uh, ends up with Marcus all somehow. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else they could trade that Brooklyn pick for, because they really need like a center. Because they're trying to make Kevin Love play center, even though like since Tristan Thompson's hurt, and that's just not going to work in the playoffs. I would say Jokic in Denver, but Denver's not going to get rid of I don't Jokic. Think so. No, he's their he's their guy for a very very long time. Yeah, he's I like watching him. He's fun to yeah. watch. Well. That's basically all the time we have. As always, it was great. It was a good show. I always enjoy doing this with you. No, it's fun to yeah. freaking get away from finals and all that stuff. I agree. Stuff. This is probably going to be the last show. Uh, yeah, until so after the new year. Um, about January, but yeah. it was a good season yeah. one. Yeah, 1.5. <laughs> yeah, season 1.5. Season, yeah. The second half of season one will come at you January uh, sometime. Probably January 20th, just, around that time. Just keep... Just keep us subscribed on the yeah. Apple Podcast. Stay tuned. I'm Kenny McGraw. I'm Logan Mosier. We'll see you guys later. Have see a good one. one.